0: Hey, everybody, welcome to The Lawyer's Daughter. It's Jennifer Carroll. And I have thought of lots of different kinds of music that I might want to put under this podcast today, but I'm not going to do any of it because I'm too lazy. That's the answer. But I wanted to catch up with you because we're heading into the final week before things start again next week. If you are listening to this um, real time, there are a lot of housekeeping notes I want to go through with you. If you're listening to this and it is no longer August of 2020, this is merely a milestone among the many that have happened in this case but my commitment to you guys and because it really helps me too is to share with what's going share with you what's going on and so that's some of the housekeeping that i want to knock out right away first okay so where are we next week there are 3 days of victim impact reports the infamous often discussed cause so much angst and worry victim impact reports those begin next tuesday if you go to lawyersdaughter.com no apostrophes just lawyersdaughter.com i have the schedule for the week i will also be layering in the live stream link that sam stanton has um, circulated in the sac b and that's the link that's supposedly going to be for the the statements i believe for the statements and For Friday. So let's slow down. So, that link, first of all, so the thing, the only thing you need to really remember out of everything in the whole universe is go to lawyersdaughter.com to get the scoop because that's where I've put the stuff that you need at the top of the page. Um, Everything else is just, uh, you know, archives and all the other stuff I've done. But this is, I really want to make sure you had what you needed to get through next week if you were going to be following along. So, I have set up for each of those days in the afternoon at different times, and I apologize, but they are different times because the days have kind of morphed in the time that has already passed. The days have already changed what they're planning to do. So I'm gonna keep that as current as possible, but I've set up a Zoom meeting for each day so that we can talk because I very much enjoy hearing how you saw things and what you saw through your lens because we all wear different glasses, right? Great metaphor. But we all look at life differently. So I really do enjoy those Zoom meetings to see what you saw and what you heard as we move through the statements. So on Tuesday, August 18th, that court, uh, yeah, it's court. It's actually legitimate court. We're going to be in a real life courtroom for the first time ever, a superior courtroom. That will begin at 9 a.m. And right now they think it will end at 5 I'll tell you it's going to end when it ends, and I don't know when that'll be, and I do know there are breaks, so you can get food or go to the bathroom in between, Um, but we will begin at 9 a.m., and it ends at 5 p.m. The the way it's being set up, and this is, well, actually, let me just save that because this is a whole other discussion, but the way it's being set up is that we have to have, the seats are all reserved, so it's a whole big thing, and I'll share that with you in a minute, but let's just go through the agenda first. So Tuesday are the rape victims from Sacramento and they should be going in chronological order. And um, as you all know, we're all saying a prayer for uh, technically victim number one. For me, her name is Phyllis, and I love her, and she was on Paige's podcast, um, Man in the Window. She's been struggling with her health, and and she was the hand I held the first time we both saw D'Angelo for the first time. And for some reason, I just love her. I just bonded with her. I love her very much, and I've been able to see her while she's been recuperating, but I don't, I don't believe she's going to be able to be in the courtroom that day. I don't know. I hope, I hope she can come. If not, I'm sure somebody will read her statement, but that is what you'll expect to see on Tuesday. That will be for people that you might be interested in. I don't know everybody's name, but hang on. I got a list yesterday of some of the people I have. some of the folks that you may be familiar with because they have been on tv is that jane should be that day in the morning so jane uh carson sandler carson carson sandler i, I always get that wrong um you should see that in the afternoon you should see chris Padretti, who you know and who runs that cool group on facebook for survivors of sexual assault if you don't know about that that is also um on my webpage. so I'll, you can get that link to that private group um, linda odell who was in the hbo special she should be there the other woman who was in the hbo special i don't know if she's in town if she's planning to speak or not um she would likely be in the morning so they're there um and then margaret everybody knows margaret Wardlow. she was the young one who um, so interesting. She, when she was 13, you know, she told him to fuck off, I believe is the story. And she says, you know, why does everybody think I was so strong? I was 13. I was doing what 13 year olds do. And I have to say, I I appreciate that about her because that's a lot of what I did. I did what 18 year olds are supposed to do, right? I was completely snarky and cynical and like thought the whole thing was ridiculous. So she, I don't know if she'll be reading a statement. We're not exactly sure who's reading statements and we don't have, exactly what order, but think chronologically, and then think Sacramento rape victims on Tuesday. These are only the victims, this is super important too, that to which he admitted uh, responsibility or was convicted for the kidnapping charges in addition to the rapes. So some of the rape charges that we couldn't pursue were pursued as kidnapping charges. Those are, if you go to Lawyer's Dollar and you want to go in, uh, put in um, counts or charges. I think I have them all documented in there. Also, uh, the, uh, Golden State Killer, is it gsk.com or something like that? They have a very good, there's a very good list there of all of the charges that were filed. So I, I think I can put links on my website to get those up there for you guys in case you want to take a look. So that will be your, um, actually, I will put that link because that will really help you understand who potentially could come in. And I think they're listed as Jane Doe's. But as we all know, a lot of folks have come forward now and are putting themselves out there because they don't want to be known as Jane Doe's, which I think is one of the most badass parts of this whole thing. I love that, that these women are just like, no, not a Jane Doe. I am here. And so, and Victor too, I'm not a John Doe. Don't call me John Doe. So you'll Victor will be part of Tuesday, I believe. So any of those folks you want to follow, that's Tuesday, nine to five. Then I'm gonna do the, I'm gonna, I will be, I'm gonna be with Chris. I think that's the only person I'm with that day, is Chris. So I'm gonna leave court. I'll just be in the room with her for hers. I'm gonna leave court and I'll, and I'll be back home with Chris. I think Chris will join me on the Zoom on Tuesday. She might join all days, so who knows? I can give her enough wine. Um she'll join me on Tuesday. I'm going to try to get some of these other folks to join me on Tuesday. I don't know if Jane will want to come on or Margaret, but I'm going to. they're all invited. So I will be inviting those folks to come on Tuesday so you can tell them what you thought of what they said or um, how proud you are of them or whatever it is you want to say. Honestly, I really do appreciate the different viewpoints. All I ask is that you just be kind but you are allowed to have conversations. If they come on, they know they're going to talk with you directly. So yay. So that has its own registration, its own time, but that's 530 that night. Then on Wednesday, those will be the cases from San Joaquin and Contra Costa. I, uh, I don't have Santa Barbara on there for rapes. They, they're kind of lumping people together in different ways, but I, um, there, there might be, um, I think that's it. San Joaquin and Contra Costa. I can't remember how how they're doing this, but you know Gay Hardwick from HBO. She will be there, and I'm going to be sitting in the courtroom with her, and then there's another victim, Michelle, who I'm very close to, and I will be there with her as well on Wednesday. That day, the the court is only from, it said nine to noon-ish. I put ish because I learned from my father, the lawyer, that you never say the exact time, because then when you're parsing later, you can't say, no, 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 I wasn't specific. I said ish. So at noon-ish on, on Wednesday, we should be done. So I had gone ahead and put the Zoom at 3.30 that day, giving me a little bit of a passing period to get home. I'll also will spend some time with those ladies as they are finishing up, and then we'll do the Zoom meeting, and I, I believe Gay will come. I'm hoping Michelle will come to the Zoom that day. Um, And anybody else, you know, I'm trying to pick up the, my, I pick up my waifs wherever I can find them. So hopefully I'll, I'll grab them and have as many folks as I can again on the zoom meeting that day. So you can give them feedback and tell them what you thought. And then on Thursday, this, now we're on Thursday, August 20th, that will go from 9am to 5pm. The good news is lines in the afternoon because I am not a morning person. So this is what I call murder Thursday. These are all the homicide victims. They will be in order and it will move through Tulare Tulare County and then on to Sacramento County, Santa Barbara, Ventura, and then finally Orange Counties. Again, I'll have that link to the charges. You can go kind of see who it is you want to watch or who you want to hear from. But, you know, we have in Tulare, we have, um, I think McGowan will also be part of that that day even though it was an attempted murder so i believe his his felony will be part of that day as well on thursday along with snelling's we'll have the majoris. i probably butcher their name I'm so terrible but we'll have a lot of those folks um it's going to be a heavy day on thursday and that's nine to five again it will end when it ends and then i have pushed back the zoom meeting that night to six thirty because i realized just me i have to transport someplace either going over to my daughter's house or go down to chris's house so that zoom is at 6:30 on thursday it'll be a little bit later it's definitely going to be heavier because we'll have been talking about murder now so that's thursday that's all in a courtroom in sacramento superior courts so that's just all courtroom activities then on friday we switch gears into uh sentencing and the imposition of sentence is what they call it this begins at 9 a.m the thought is that we'll be done by 11. it's gonna it's supposedly gonna go kind of fast this is where we hear how they're stacking up all the charges they'll essentially read if i got if i got this right they'll essentially read the count that he's being charged with and then the judge taking into account anything said during the victim impact statements and some of the survivors are asking specifically for certain um, prisons or certain things to have happened. I have a a small ask. Some of us have asks for the judge. That's part of what we do in a victim impact statement is we have this ask. So the judge may or may not take that into into account. I suspect basically everybody's going for the maximum of everything. So I didn't really worry about that too much. I figured the judge knows what he's doing. He has a great reputation, so I didn't really sweat it too much. But I did have an ask, you know, my ask general population. That's going to always be my ask general population. On Friday, when the imposition of sentence happens is when they assemble those asks together. And then what they're trying to do, they being the prosecution strategy, of course, is to build up as many years as possible. Now, if you're a conservative district attorney, you say this is because California can be weak on crime. Eh, I don't know if that's true. That's this whole separate discussion, right? But the idea is, is if California were to eliminate the death penalty and then to eliminate life without parole, if that were to happen, they want to make sure they have enough years stacked up so that, so that there's no way he could ever get out. Now, I just laugh because he's 74 years old. And I mean, how many years can he live? Even if he was a super ager who lived into some amazing age, what, 105? we're looking at 30 years. Does he want to stick around for 30 years to hang out in, in prison? I doubt it. So it's kind of, um, it's procedural at this point, right? It's, it's, it's for the record books. It's not particularly for practicality because in practical terms, he doesn't, it's not going to, he's not going to be there that long. It's just not going to work that way, but it's, it is important. And I think it's incredibly important to the people that have worked so hard on this case. Everyone who's put in the legwork on, you know, police, police, just I just read someone's report today, someone's actual police report from being raped, and I am stunned at the amount of work just in one report. One report, the amount of legwork that goes into the investigation, and I thought, oh my God, times how many of us? Times, 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 times. Like, it's crazy the amount of work that's gone into this. So whenever someone tries to step into the light and tries to say, I'm the one that solved this case, I'm going to punch them in the face because this thing was absolutely a monolithic, steady drumbeat heading towards a final result. And then we managed, to, and I, like I said, DNA guilty for me since 2000. He's been DNA guilty. We knew we had the guy. We just didn't have the guy. Um, so fun fact, by the way, I was watching like season two, I think, of SVU, Special Victims Unit, because I know y'all don't watch that show. And it's so funny because they had a case where they wanted to charge a suspect in rape by DNA. They didn't have the person, but they had the DNA and they went to the judge and said, look, we wanted an arrest warrant for this person because the statute of limitations was going to run out. And the judge said, no, because it was was really good. I I should get to the name of the episode, but I was like, wow, SVU is woke. They were talking about this decades ago, honestly, about this idea of if you have somebody on DNA, could you find them guilty even if you don't have the human? Because that's exactly what I lived with. For all those years, I'm like, well, he's DNA guilty. Whoever he is, wherever he is, dead or alive, we know who it is. It's this guy, this DNA profile. So, okay, boy, did I really wander. Um, Somebody needs to get me another drink. Can I I have another drink, please? Not even drinking yet. I mean, I'm not drinking. There's no yet. Margarita 30. Okay, so that's at the imposition of sentence. That's the DNA. That's that's the years that we're going to stack up. And then afterwards, they're going to have a press conference. I think the press conferences are really interesting. And that's because I love rhetoric. And so I love listening to the words that people use and how they go about this and how they position themselves. Because at the point you're at a press conference now, remember, who's doing all the work, no offense, but who's doing all the legwork are the prosecutors. These are paid staff. They're employed to to try these big, big cases. Who does the politics and does the strategy and decides on what it is the, the course of how, an agency is going to proceed and what they're going to prosecute are the district attorneys. These are their stories. And so with these district attorneys, when they come up, the press conference definitely tends to turn political. And I think it's interesting because based on these different district attorneys, there's a different level of politics that I hear in how they speak to us. And and how they comport themselves and how dramatic they tend to be, or how serious they are, or how well, all you think about it when you're speaking, you have all kinds of choices you can make how you want to be seen and how you want to be understood. I delight in press conferences for that reason because you absolutely get to see the difference among these district attorneys for these jurisdictions. And so I suspect we'll see that again. We definitely saw it after the plea hearing. If you didn't watch the press conference, go back and watch it because it's very different from each district attorney. And I think. I don't, there's a couple district attorneys I don't know, but I think generally our district attorneys are more conservative, probably because they're elected officials. So that's, I mean, just because we tend to want to elect law and order people. And so I think generally we get more conservative district attorneys unless you're in an area that's focusing on reform or some sort of change. So be prepared to watch the press conference. Then that Friday, I have made the Zoom for three o'clock huh that should be enough time if if they're like they're expecting just an enclave that's probably not the right word conclave i don't know there's got to be a word for it like you have a a a a raft of sea lions there's going to be a um ton of reporters what do they call a gaggle that's what it is a gaggle of reporters will be there that's the word that goes with a group of reporters There will be a gaggle of reporters there, tons of them. And we've been warned. It's just gonna be deep from around the world because this is the culmination, right? Everybody wants to get their sound bite, do their interviews, get pictures, all that sort of thing. So I think the Zoom at three o'clock is probably fine. I'll tell you what, I'm gonna be done by then unless somebody is grabbing my arm and won't let me leave. And the only person who's gonna be allowed to do that is my prosecutor, Cheryl Temple, who I'd I'd do anything for at this point, um, who's just been stupendous. Um, I'm, I'm out of there. I got to get out of there because that's just enough, enough of this, all of this. So that's okay. So let's, that's the, the housekeeping stuff. I'm going to get the link to the, this live stream up here. I'm going to get the link to the charges up here. So y'all can see, um, you'll have all of that at the top of lawyersdaughter.com. You can access all of it and, and know how you want to live your life and what you'd like to watch. And remember the live streams are generally recorded. So I believe you can access them later. I haven't gone back to look at any of them, but I, that's my understanding. So that sh- you shouldn't be hung up if you're actually earning an income and working and that sort of thing. Okay. And then the, rec- and then the Zoom meetings will be recorded and I'll post them and all of that. So you can, if you can't be there, you can at least see what we talked about and hear from some of the other victims so, or uh, survivors, whatever you want to call them. So that'll all be there. Now to give you, now the gossip part, because that's always the fun part, right? The gossip, the behind the scenes stuff, because it's been a lot. And I have not been doing that well because it's been a lot. So, so thank you once again, coronavirus. Here's where we are. Because of the coronavirus, we are limited to how many people we can have in the actual courtroom with us. That is days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the three days of impact statements, when we'll be in an actual courtroom. The reason we're in the excuse me, the reason we're in the courtroom and not at Sac State is that Sac State apparently is incredibly expensive. I'm sure just cleaning up after us is incredibly expensive because of the virus. So they want to be in the courtroom, but it's dramatically limiting access. Normally I would have sat through everything because I would just be there for my fellow victims, but it's a little different now. So what you'll see is everybody has had to figure out who they're bringing with them to court i generally go alone because y'all know that my my brothers don't come my mom is down here i don't want to expose her to COVID at this point i'm making my daughter go because i told her in five years from now when i say wasn't my talk really great she's supposed to go yeah mom yeah it was great that's all i want her there for just so she can tell me that in the future when i become you know blithering idiot um so that's her responsibility she'll she'll be coming with me but but everybody's been loading up their own dance cards so this has caused for me, it's caused like this whole hoof of things. First of all, do I, I don't really bring people, so who am I bringing? Um, I've trying for me personally, I've been trying to think about people that I could bring that have been incredibly supportive that might really um, enjoy is the wrong word, but, but it might be really meaningful for them to be there with me that day. It's definitely just there for me and go. It's not a long term commitment, it's a short term commitment. Um, others have, I think, been incredibly strategic about this, and they're bringing specific people on purpose um, based on the outcome they want to have. So, if you're at home and you have your home game, I don't know if you're going to be able to see who's in the courtroom. I don't know. It, uh, I don't. I suspect we're going to be facing the judge, like just like I'm facing you on this on a zoo on Zoom. I'm on Zoom for those of you are listening on audio, but I'm also on Zoom. So I suspect they'll be facing ahead. Usually, the cameras have been to the right to my right of the judge, facing the judge, been to the right, like the AP feed, the Associated Press feed has been there. If that's the case, there's a good chance that that feed could go wide and show who's in the courtroom. Or maybe not, they might, sometimes they've kept those of us in the gallery private because they wanted to protect our identity. So I don't know what's gonna happen in that regard. But if you do, you could play the home game of who did they bring to court, because why not? That's something you could play at home. Um, but I know some people are thinking about it a lot and some of us aren't thinking about it that much. Um, some of us have, all of us have different intentions. I know like my bestie, Chris, right? My Sacramento bestie, she's bringing a ton of her family because that's how Chris is. That's She's really connected to her family. I think that makes perfect sense. My family doesn't come, so I'm not bringing a ton of my family. Um, other folks are strategically picking key people from the, key people from the case that they want to align with. So Carol Daly would be a good example of someone like that, or Paul holes or in, in, I've heard that potentially Bonnie could be there for certain people. That I don't know Bonnie, so I have not met her yet. I don't know anything about that, but that's, for those of you playing the home game, I'm just telling you how to score your cards. You can see who you could spot as you watch this, and um, as we do, as each of us speaks. It'll it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm similarly interested because I don't know what everybody's doing and I don't know what everybody's plans are. And I know for me, it's been really kind of emotional and hard because I, I, you know, you don't want to leave, the, you don't want to not ask somebody who really wanted to be there for you. And then on the other hand, you don't want to be asked to be somewhere and that they didn't really want you, but they just wanted you in the room. Like, it's, I didn't think this would, it's like a weird series of birthday parties. Anybody got through fifth grade. Remember fifth grade and you have to decide who was coming to your party and who wasn't and it kind of started to matter because it wasn't just the whole class anymore. It's like that. I don't do well like that. I consider that super stressful and I hate it. And I would much rather just say, I'm showing up and whoever comes, comes. That's like kind of my uh, way of staying out of any of the grief. It's like, mm, my name's Wes. I'm not in this mess. But that we haven't been allowed to do that yet. So in, I, there will be, I believe there's three of us speaking on behalf of the Smiths two of Charlene's very close people. Um, You've met Carol. Another one is Charlene's best friend. I believe she's coming. I'm super, super thrilled about that because I feel like Charlene hasn't had enough of a voice. I mean, she was my stepmother. I only knew her so well. I knew her as a child. I didn't know her as an adult. So I'm really happy that that Charlene's old best friend has agreed to come. I hope that that manifests we we still got to get through coronavirus and hopefully she's got to stay healthy, but I hope that she is able to be there because that to me is really important. And then, and then Charlene's cousin, who y'all met Carol, you met her on the podcast. She sent in a statement. So I'm super thrilled about that too, because she's far away and couldn't really travel. So that's happening on the Smith front. And then me, that's, that's not that long. Maybe we'll be in there an hour all in. I can't imagine. So that will be us that afternoon won't be that long um the other so that i i guess the seating's been the most complicated thing because it's just been abstract and then we're trying to figure out who who's going at what time of day and then apparently there's going to be a room that well like let's say i went like third uh wednesday is a good example where i have Michelle and Gay, they won't be back to back because one's San Joaquin County and one's Contra Costa. So in that time in between, when I'm not with the people talking, um, I go to this room, Chris told me this, this better be true. Uh, We go to this room where they're gonna have a live stream TV so we can just sit in this other room and still and not leave the courthouse but be able to watch. As, we, um, as we're waiting in queue for the next step is basically what that's about, who's up next and who goes in and out. They have to, <laughs> I didn't even realize I don't have this information yet from Ventura, but I know it's coming. I guess we're also taking, sorry, this is totally coronavirus stuff. We'll be taking our temperatures, checking in, doing all those things that you have to do to prove you don't have COVID, um, which of course doesn't prove any of that, but Let's all pretend that we're going to give it a best shot anyway. All I know is I'm wearing my mask, keeping the mask on. I guess I won't wear my mask to speak because that would be weird. Um, and then I'll put my mask back on. But I think we'll all be wearing masks otherwise because I really don't want anybody else to get sick from this while we're doing. I don't want this case to make anybody else sick. It's enough. We've kind of hit our limit. So that's, that's the lay of the land. I, is there any more gossip? Um, hang on, I'm checking my notes, because there was so much gossip going on for a while there. Um no, I don't think I didn't have any big gossip, but that's that's what's been happening. So this we were supposed to have our seating church done today. Mine's not done. So, yeah, I'm desperately trying to find the two women that joined us for the lunar ceremony on the bridge in Sacramento that day because I really would like them to come to hear me talk that, uh, to hear my day, but I don't know how to find them. So if you know, if they're listening, if they know want to reach out to me, just send me, come, get me on Twitter or on Facebook. I would really like to have them be my guests, but I've also got to get names turned in. So that's what's going on behind the scenes. Um, the other thing to let you know is that I did do the podcast on how, where D'Angelo ended up going to jail. That's, that is an older podcast that you might want to pull forward, or you could go to Medium. I've been writing articles for Medium because I could make like 23 cents on them. Hello, 23 cents. It's almost a stamp. Uh, I could, but I, I've been associating the podcast with the stories I've been writing. So if you go to Medium and put in Jennifer Carroll, you'll find the thing about, uh, sending D'Angelo to prison, there's a podcast there you could listen to where I natter on like this, or you could just read the article if you want to understand how the process works. It's pretty interesting, and I didn't really understand the California Department of Corrections and how it worked until I went through this. I didn't know about the point system, and the point system apparently is quite ruthless. I talked to my friend who has a friend in Lompoc that we're waiting for him to get out, like imminent, um, but he was off by one point, and that one point was the difference between lower security and high security and it was one point and and somehow humanely because he'd been in prison for so long he'll be in 35 years all in um, for a gaffed totally gaffed uh armed robbery but he owns it because he did really f it up Um, that one point it's a it was a prison counselor who actually saw the convict as a human and was able to um give a take, you know justice points and he got to go into a lower security prison which is how he ended up at Lompoc I think it's interesting I didn't know it could be that arbitrary and that it could also be that ruthless the other thing is that I think I've been wrestling a lot uh, this is a little bit more gossip I've been wrestling a lot with how to handle the victim statements. As you know, we were all different in going into court during the plea hearing. Jane stood up, she approached the stage. Normally that couldn't happen in the courtroom, that never would have happened. Um, There are so many different ways to react. So you're gonna see, I believe, a spectrum of ways that people will comport themselves. I tend to, I, I actually, you guys know, I'm I'm anti-death penalty, but I'm also really, really desperately trying to do everything I can to help us all um, retain our humanity. Because I think that's when everything going on in the world, all of this nonsense that's happening. I think us seeing each other and caring about each other is the most important thing. And I happen to take sending a man to prison for life seriously. And a lot of people want to say mean things and hate him and all that. I get it. It's all fine. I, I don't like him. There's none of that. But I just take the process seriously. And I think that probably comes from how I was raised to be, to respect the court. And that if you wanted to fight, you fight within the parameters you're given. And if those don't work, then you escalate. Believe me, I was raised to not take no for an answer, if that was the answer. But at the same time, also to respect our norms and our conventions is an important part of the process. It, it, It retains our humanity, right? How we show up and how how respectful we are of what's going on. I respect everybody who's put all this hard work into it. So to me, that's part of the process. But again, for someone else, they may have a completely different opinion. And my promise to myself was that I was supporting our survivors regardless of our differences. And there are differences. We've all had different life experiences. We've all had very different journeys of getting here. So people have differences. And so I absolutely support that that need to let everybody show up how they need to show up and do what they need to do. And I will save judgment for myself later with my margaritas and my good time because it just doesn't belong in this mix right now. This is how it's going to be. So you could see all kinds of stuff as you watch these statements. They could be very interesting. <clears throat> as, again, as a, a rhetorician and orator, I very much like looking at how the context of how things are delivered in addition to the words. So if I were giving you coaching advice on how to watch these, I would watch both the context, what's going on in the room and how, how are people holding themselves? Some people are terrified to public speak. So that's another thing that will be in effect, but watch all of that because that is, you may provide feedback and, and see somebody you may want to give, say, you know what, you may have felt like you weren't talking very loud, but man, did your body language tell people that you were firm about it. There's just a lot to watch when you're um, listening to these statements. So that's your assignment as we head into these next few days, but that's also the backstory of what's going on right now. And I thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, the best place to ask me questions, honestly, with everything going on is honestly, on Twitter. If you don't do Twitter, the other best place is on the Lawyer's Daughter Facebook page. You know you can find my email and contact us on my website, contact me on my website. That's always a place you can find me. I just am a little bit buried in email, so I might not get back to you as fast as you'd like. And for that, I apologize in advance. But otherwise, uh, I, I scan Twitter at night. I scan Facebook at night. I usually scan the first thing in the morning, too, just to see what's going on. So feel free to reach out or ask your questions or whatever. And I feel you. I have had so many people say positive, supported things going into this. And I, it, I, I don't mean to sound trite, but it really does help, and it really matters. I, I do feel supported. I, I tell my mom all the time that I have these followers who – they're, they're not idiots my followers are amazing they're well read they're thoughtful they're kind they're advocates they they absolutely understand the whole context of what's going on and that I, I actually had a coaching meeting with somebody who follows me for the crime part but we were coaching and, I, and their ability to understand who I was based on what they have heard on my podcast was like I didn't know I shared so much about myself but that's been my that's my thing and you guys, knowing me has been really powerful because you know, you probably know now when, what's going to get me and what I can p- kind of power through. So again, much, much thanks. And there's your update for the beginning of the week before the week that will be. Thank you, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, it's Jen. And if you enjoy spending time with me, check out the Life Coach Pod. It's a life positive show that you can watch on YouTube or listen to just like any other podcast. I toggle between information I research and share and then interviews with life coaches and others who are doing their best to move us forward. I think I have something for everyone. Don't let the pandemic get you down. Visit lifecoachpod.com and subscribe. Regular people, real wisdom. That's the Life Coach Pod. Resume life better. Venture a highway in the sun shine. Where the days are longer, the nights are stronger than